Good morning. It's eight minutes past the hour at Faith Radio. Are some Christian business owners bringing curses into their lives? And what can they do to avoid those curses? Bill English of BibleandBusiness.com joins us to answer those very provocative questions. Good morning, Bill. How are you? Well, good, Bill. How are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, Even though we might not like to think about this, uh, the Bible does talk about curses and how even followers of Jesus Christ can bring curses down on themselves. First of all, what is a biblical curse? Well, a curse is simply a a diminishing or lessening of that which you would normally expect from your labor or from your uh, person, uh, the combination of your brains and your talents and your experiences and that kind of thing. You work harder and harder over a longer and longer period of time to achieve less and less until you eventually end in total destruction. At least that's how the the Bible describes it. That's a real positive thought there, Bill. Thank you for that. (laughs) Well, it's a curse. And, of course, blessings are the opposite, where you you achieve more uh, than you would normally expect, and you work less and less in shorter periods of time uh, in order to achieve more. That's what a blessing is. And we see uh, the curse starts right in Genesis 1, I mean, right, or or 2, I guess, when the fall occurs, uh, then work, which was, uh, you know, initially supposed to be a a good thing uh we now have to toil by the sweat of our brow and deal with all those those weeds well we do right and and work is still a good thing it's still a gift of god but it is cursed and uh, the curses won't end until as as i talk about on my website until the end of revelation where it says there will be no more curses and so i know that theologically christ became a curse for us in galatians 3 uh, but there, that doesn't, in my interpretation of that passage, it doesn't completely negate all of the effects of curses that uh, are talked about throughout the Bible. So what are the three ways that Christians can bring curses uh, into their lives? Well, there are a number of ways, that there are, but there are three common ways that I think uh, Christians do this. First of all, is not giving a full tithe to the Lord. In Malachi 3 uh, chapter or verse nine, it says, "You are cursed with a curse for robbing me, the whole nation of you. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, so that there may be food in my house." And then he goes on to talk about how he will pour out a blessing on us if we do that. Uh, I, I honestly, you know, only the latest stats that I read is that only twelve percent of evangelicals give a full tithe on a regular basis to their local church. That means 88% of those within the sound of my voice right now who claim to be disciples of Jesus Christ are not giving their full tithe into the church. And that puts you personally as well as your business, and frankly, it extends even into the church under a curse. And that is not a good thing. God does not honor that when we do not um, give our full tithe. Now, some people might say, well, wait a minute, Bill, you know, the, the Old Testament curses are, 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 you know, that's, I understand that, but, but now that, you know, Christ's blood has completely covered me and forgiven me and, and extended grace to me, how can you possibly say that by not, you know, fully tithing that I'm going to bring a curse down on myself or my church? Well, that would be like saying that, that the whole Old Testament is uh, negated by the New Testament, and I just don't think that that's how we interpret Scripture. Uh, certainly parts of the Old Testament law were fulfilled in Jesus Christ and no longer apply to us today. But I wouldn't say that uh, that the entire Old Testament has been negated because of 
uh, the fact that Christ came. In fact, um, he referred to it uh, much more often than what many other authors did. And so uh, Christ himself found the Old Testament to be Scripture and worthy of authority in our lives. So how can a a Christian business owner or a church leader set an example uh, with his or her generosity? Well, I personally, because I come at this from the business owner perspective, I really think the business owner should be setting the example of generosity. Since it's likely that we'll have more material wealth than others in the church, I think uh, us business owners, we have a unique opportunity and a unique responsibility uh, to set the example uh, for giving. Unfortunately, um, I think we're sometimes known less for giving than we are for large, having larger homes, having all the toys, and being able to give the finer things in life to our family and sometimes our friends. Uh, so um, business owners, I think, should take the lead on setting the example for giving, both as their personal tithe uh, bill, as well as giving out of their business, doing philanthropic uh, activities out of their business and showing that the business profits are good because they can be funneled back into the community, back into the church, and provide a lot of good for a lot of people. We've talked about this before, Bill, the importance of giving back to the community. And uh, any just feel for how many Christian business owners, and I know a lot of them are, I mean, I want to hold up those uh, because there are many that are giving back in big ways. But do you do you have a sense just from the, the people that you interact with? Uh, do you think a, a large percentage of Christian business owners are not doing that? I think, gosh, you know, um, I don't have a good handle on a percentage. My gut would say it's probably a 60-40 where most of them are giving and the other 40 are not. Uh, but I don't really have any research on that. Uh, the ones, the most of the Christian business owners that I have met deeply desire to give back to the Lord, and they deeply desire to improve the lives of their employees. I, I think it would be a misnomer to say that they're they're greedy and that they're oppressive people, as uh, some voices in our society like to uh, describe them as. And so, uh, oh no, that never happens. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you. Really, you know, you. Live I'm in not going to point out any particular like political too. candidates who have made statements like that. Oh, oh I get my. so tired of being told that I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a white evangelical and I'm uh, and I'm a business owner and I cling to my Bible and my guns and I apparently I'm everything that's wrong with this country. And I get yeah, that's you, Bill. That. That's you, brother. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no, there certainly have been some inflammatory statements made about business owners, and I think that shows a real lack of uh, understanding of how free markets work and how they really do right. help all of us, uh, including the, the poor. And we've talked about that before. Our guest is Bill English. He is the founder of BibleAndBusiness.com. We'll take a quick break and be right back here on Faith Radio. Seventeen past the hour. This is Faith Radio. It's Bill Meyer with Bill English, the founder of BibleandBusiness.com, and we're talking about biblical curses and something that you do not want to bring down on yourself or your business. And Bill, you started off by mentioning one way we can bring down a curse on ourselves is not giving a full tithe to God. As it says in, in Malachi 3.9, you are cursed with a curse for you're robbing me, the whole nation of you, bring the whole tithe into your storehouse. Um, another way that a, a Christian business owner or all of any of us could bring a curse into our lives is by 
trusting in ourselves and not in the Lord. What does the Bible say about that? Yeah, in Jeremiah 17, 5, it says, uh, Cursed is the man who trusts in mankind and makes flesh his strength and whose heart turns away from the Lord. And then it goes on to describe how he will be like a bush in the desert and so forth. Look, most uh, people are taught to trust in themselves. Believe in yourself. Make sure that you're pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps. And it's it's really an anathema uh, in our society to say, trust in God and submit to God and, and do those kinds of things. And yet when we trust in ourselves, Jeremiah is very clear that we will be um, accursed by doing those things. Uh, business owners who are highly competent and most of them are. They're very competent at something, and they're usually pretty smart. It's difficult for this group uh, to rely on the Lord because they often have had to work so very hard to achieve all that they've achieved. And so independence comes naturally, I think, to business owners and to other entrepreneurs, especially, frankly, to pastors and people in ministry who have to work hard to build something as well. Uh, well, and I, I have to confess personally, you know, I was brought up, my dad was a German immigrant and he came to this country and built the American dream uh, for our family. It did extremely well in, in business. And I think without even realizing it, I learned from an early age that, you know, you work hard, uh, you succeed, uh, you, you goof off, you don't, which of course is, is biblical. We read that in, in Proverbs. But I think the negative side of that, the downside of that is my dad, who you know, believed in God, but I would not say uh, certainly in in his early life was a, a born again Christian. Not until later in life did he come to that uh, full uh, knowledge and, and walking with God. Um, but my dad, I think, in those those early years in childhood, really instilled in me that you know pull yourself up by your bootstraps mentality. And I think I to this day don't rely enough on God and often make make decisions based on. You know, what I think is is, you know, logical and rational and the best, uh, you know, direction to take, whether that be a financial decision or a family decision. And I need to stop and and say, wait a minute, uh, I need to put God first. As Jeremiah said, if I'm not doing that, I could receive a curse myself. So it's a good Good challenge to me as well, Bill. Yeah, and and to me too. Uh, in the book that I'm writing, I have a chapter on hearing the voice of God in decision making. And uh, from my perspective, relying on the Lord uh, means that you work just as hard as you always have. You you use all of the abilities and the talents, all that He has given you, uh, to further His agenda on this earth, whether that's through business or through ministry or wherever. Uh, but you take time to hear the voice of God when you need to make decisions, and not just the big decisions, but the smaller decisions too. And maybe we can spend a different Wednesday talking about, you know, how you can hear the voice of God and how uh, Christian business owners uh, can uh, rely on the Lord for their uh, decisions. Hmm. I love that, Bill. Now I've just got about a minute and a half left, uh, but tell me there, there's another way that we can bring curses on ourselves, and that is by what we say about other people. And unfortunately, this is a big stumbling yeah, block for a lot of us. It really is. Whoever derides, this is from Proverbs 11, uh, verse 12. Whoever derides their neighbor has no sense, but the one who has understanding holds their tongue. Combine that with Proverbs seventeen nine. Whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. You know, the upshot for me, at least on this, and is that when we hold our tongue, 
Uh, we know about the faults of others, that that is a good thing. We don't spread around the latest gossip. And frankly, we shouldn't even be listening to it, quite frankly, because our love for that person and our love for the Lord uh, should cover over that person's faults and their sins. And I think this applies to publicly maligning uh, people in politics, and it applies to how we talk about our competition. So it seems to me that what we say about other people is so very important and that whatever we do say is is meant to protect their reputation and meant to uh, uh, build them up, not tear them down. Very difficult to do in our current political climate. Well, and if you look at what's just uh, on there on social networking on the web right now, just to, if you, I, I can't even read some of the comment sections. Yeah, I can't either. I, because it's just the, the vitriol. The the mean spirited uh, comments toward you know anybody of any political persuasion, it's just getting out of hand in our culture, and I, I'm sure it grieves the Lord. Bill uh, English of BibleandBusiness.com, thanks so much for your time, Bill, and I want to steer folks to your website, BibleandBusiness.com. Just write it all out there and uh, find more of Bill's great material, great resources. If you're a business owner, a church leader, great place to go. Thanks, Bill. Thank you. You have a good day. 23 past the hour, you've got the Faith Radio Network.